Halloween is tomorrow. Though what's usually a day filled with candy and costumes is now full of uncertainty. Public health authorities warn that trick-or-treating is strongly discouraged because of the coronavirus pandemic. And local researchers confirm that though candy isn't really a threat, seeing people door to door is not safe. But are people going to listen? What are the risks for those who decide to go trick-or-treating anyway? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Nina Guerin, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Hello, Paul Sisson. You're a health reporter at the San Diego Union-Tribune. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Happy Halloween to you one day early. Yes, happy Halloween. So I think people just really want to know right away, how safe is trick-or-treating? Is yeah, it really I sure want to know. Dangerous. I have two kids myself. So, yeah. uh, you know, and we always enjoy trick-or-treating in our neighborhood. And uh, so I was wondering that and, uh, you know, talked to the editors and said, let's try to find some epidemiologists to weigh in on the pros and cons. And it turned out that uh, San Diego State and UCSD had already collaborated on a study that literally looks at the safety and the transmission uh, potential of Halloween candy. So the way they did this study, yeah, the way they did this study is pretty interesting. Can you show us how, how they did it? Right, it really, it blew my hair back. I mean, get this, what they did was they went to a person here in town who was running a COVID registry where they literally go out and take blood samples and I think other kinds of samples as well of people who literally have COVID at the moment. They are literally infected with COVID when they go out and meet with them. And they reached out to these folks and said, can you get people who want free candy and also have COVID? <laughs> I mean, when, when you say this out loud, it sounds like the plot to a comedy movie or something, um, but they did it. They, they managed to find 10 people here in town who uh, had COVID and they sent each of them four different little packages of candy and an instruction sheet that said, okay, here's what we want you to do uh, for the first one. And here we, we can demonstrate this. I'm going to put my camera down so you can see I have a, have a bowl here. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So for the first one, what they did was, you know, so, so here's some, seriously, I also have some candy. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for the first one, what they wanted you to do was they wanted you as the COVID person to come in with your unclean hands and just kind of fondle the candy like this. Uh, that's okay. not a good word. Manipulate <laughs> the candy, shall we say. Um, and then, you know, move on, you know, get rid of that batch and uh, get another, get, you know, now go to number two. And here for this candy, what we, what they wanted you to do was they wanted you to stick your face right down in there and cough and, <laughs> you know, expectorate on the candy. Uh, you know, and, and again, remember, these people all have COVID and then get rid of that one. Okay. And then now here's, here's a third, here's a third bag of candy that they got. These are all separate and separately contained. Uh, so our demonstration isn't perfect, but it's pretty close. Uh, so for that one, what they wanted you to do was first wash your hands. Wash them according to the very detailed CDC guidelines for getting clean hands. And then do the same manipulation that you did before, only with clean hands. Pack that one up. And uh, and then, you know, the rest of the candy is yours to keep. You can uh, you can enjoy it as you convalesce from COVID. So uh, so that that was what they did. Uh, that, that was how they did it. So sorry about I that. Love, thank, thank you for that visual um, presentation. That's actually really great. I imagine it was a little strange, but hopefully people can uh, bear with us. <laughs> so what did what did the studies result in? What what did they find? Uh, it was interesting. 
You would think that the one where everybody coughed on it would be just teeming with the most coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not so. They found the exact same number of samples for the one where they just manipulated the candy with their unclean hands or unwashed hands uh, and the one where they coughed on it. Same number of samples came back positive for both of those scenarios. And then the one where they washed their hands, as the CDC recommended, literally only one uh, sample came back. Uh, so it really shows just the power of washing your hands, even if you literally have COVID and you are literally handling something and then sending it off to a lab to have it tested. Just washing your hands is so very powerful, uh, you know, which is what the uh, public health folks have been telling us all along, of course. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's that. And then th the next step that they did, which I thought was really interesting, was they took the candy and they washed it with some kind of detergent solution. It was like a, um, they say it's like a dish soap, like any, any kind of dish soap you might find uh, and take home with you from the grocery store. Uh, and when they did that, literally only one of the samples came back with any detectable coronavirus on it. Uh, so, so it's very clear that just cleaning the surface of the candy with a detergent for even less than a minute uh, can really, really, really reduce uh, your overall risk of picking up this uh, virus from from Halloween candy, and and that kind of goes along with what we've seen uh, in a lot of different studies, uh, you know, regarding surface transmission of this virus. It's just not thought to be terribly common. Uh, despite everybody wiping down the handles of the grocery carts at the grocery store, uh, that this disease transfers significantly on services. And that's that's the point that these researchers really make quite strongly is, you know, if you're worried about candy, you're a parent, you're, you're thinking about, you know, is the candy going to be safe? Uh, so, you know, Saturday when I send my kids out um, trick-or-treating, you're, you're worrying about the wrong thing. What you need to be worrying about is respiratory droplets, uh, and, and and the new research that indicates that these tiny little droplets, you don't have to be coughing, you can just be talking, um, that end up in the air can linger for some time. So uh, so uh, the two researchers that we, uh, that we spoke to for this story both said, you know, I'm going to let my kid go trick-or-treating, but they're going to be wearing an N95 mask the whole time. They're going to keep it on the whole time, and they are not going to be going up to anybody's doors. They're only going to be able to take candy from places where it's put out for them to take it from, and we're going to make sure they thoroughly wash their hands uh, when they get home. Okay. So you're saying you can get the candy. It's very unlikely that you're going to get sick from opening the candy that if it's been infected. Um, so the real danger is going door to door. Correct. Yeah. Breathing everybody else's air. So you can mitigate that with a, with a good mask, not a Halloween mask. Uh, we're not talking Iron Man here. We're talking an N95 or a KN95 uh, mask that uh, can filter out all those particles for you as you make your way around the neighborhood. So people, let's say, you know, I normally wear a cloth mask when I go out. You're saying that that's probably not enough for trick-or-treating. I need a specifically N95 mask for the most safety. They say a normal cloth mask is certainly quite a bit better than nothing. Um, but that if you want that extra bit of certainty when you're kind of encountering a lot of different people that you wouldn't normally encounter around your neighborhood, that an N95 is a lot better. Um, you know, okay. I think I'm the same way. Generally, I'm not wearing an N95 unless I'm in a hospital. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of gauge that 
Um, but if you want to have the most certainty, certainly the scientists who are studying this are telling their kids to wear N95 masks, uh, and they are very up on the research. So uh, some mask is certainly better than none. N95, obviously the best. Okay. So say you have young children and you don't want to ruin the holiday for them, even though it's recommended that nobody goes trick-or-treating, say that there's dishes of candy sitting out on people's lawns or however, like is that's okay for the most part. I mean, the county tells you to stay home. Let's be very clear that our public health yeah. leaders say, just stay home, don't risk it. Um, the science community seems to have at least some scientists in our hometown, some very, very smart people uh, you know, with PhDs and, and great credentials. Say, I'm letting my kid trick or treat, but I have these very specific um, rules in place, you know, at least six foot of separation at all times, mask wearing at all times, not going up to anybody's doors, not, not directly interacting with people, taking candy where it can be found easily without having to, to go up on somebody's porch and, and knock on their door and what have you, out in the open air where the transmission is a lot more, a lot, a lot less likely than it is in a confined space. Okay. So you said that the researchers that you spoke to for your story said that they are doing it with those precautions. That's right. That's what they said. It's, uh, it's in the story. <laughs> That's what they, they were yeah. willing to say that publicly. Yeah. There's a lot of great details in the story. If you haven't seen that please go on the, the San Diego Union Tribune website to read the actual details because these researchers have very interesting, they've done a lot of really interesting studies. I don't know if you want to just give us a little tease of something they've done. Oh, right. Uh, Rob Knight from UCSD. Uh, he is a world famous microbiome researcher that UCSD literally recruited to town from Colorado back in 2015. And he, um, you know, he goes all over the world and, and uh, collects, samples from all kinds of places. Uh, he leads a uh, microbiome uh, institute there at UCSD. You know, he's even uh, he's even taken samples from inside the mouths of Komodo dragons uh, to find out what's living in there and, and how it might, you know, inform his research in general about how the microbiome works. This is all these, uh, you know, various uh, microscopic um, bacteria and some viruses living inside our bodies, that, many of them that are very, very beneficial to us. Um, and, and so then uh, Forrest Rohr, who was over at SDSU, he, uh, he is very well known for his research on uh, viral um, infiltration into coral reefs. So he's traveled all over the world as well, uh, sampling coral reefs. Uh, he also uh, was leading up a project, a citizen science project uh, earlier this year that went all around San Diego and asked people to take samples off of uh, various surfaces looking for uh, COVID contamination. So people were looking on doorknobs and on gas pump handles, on all kinds of services. Uh, and they're still, I'm told, uh, correlating that, uh, correlating that, that information. And uh, we should hear from them sometime soon, I think, exactly what they found. Uh, you know, they say that they took samples from every, nearly every zip code in the county. That is fantastic. I love that all this crazy research is happening here. We it's actually just have a consciously crazy, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, it's very visceral. It's very real. It's out in the real world. Uh, it's kind of delightful in that way, I think, as a, yeah. as a unbiased journalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually have a comment on Facebook that says, pro tip, if you're serving candy on Halloween, put a large fan behind you that blows towards the outside. 
That way the kids' germs are blown away from you. What do you oh, think about that? <laughs> I think that's very creative. Airflow is really one of the key uh, um, factors, you know, especially, uh, you know, if you're teaching kids in a school or what have you, you're having a gathering, um, you know, all of the, the, the science seems to indicate that having a good air exchange and a good airflow really is, is super helpful uh, to preventing the, um, the spread. Now, of course, you would be blowing your germs on to those kids, I guess, if the <laughs> fan is behind you, right? So maybe put it right next to you. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we're getting very like nuanced here, but uh, I yeah. think that's probably a good thing to think about. And so what are you, you know, what are you personally doing for Halloween, if anything? Well, my kids both have excellent costumes that they've worked very hard on. And uh, I think we're going to do just a little around the neighborhood uh, trick-or-treating. I think we're going to set a bowl of candy. Uh, you see, I saw I had some candy there. I think we're going to set it out at the end of the driveway and uh, let the kids have at it uh, as they come by and, you know, um, maybe make a round around the neighborhood just to kind of see what's available from the sidewalk uh, with masks on and, um, you know, being very careful to keep our distance. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do. We're still a little undecided. It's just a weird time, isn't it? It's hard to know exactly what you're going to do until the moment arrives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think mine are just going to be watching scary movies. Mm. They're not. So we'll see if there's, if there's candy around the neighborhood. Yeah. I feel better now about grabbing it. I think you're going to see a lot of parents hop in the car and drive the neighborhood and see what's out there with a flashlight. You know, what, is this even worth trying to do? And they see a bunch of easy candy to be had. Uh, you better not tell your kids about it unless you're willing to let them go out and get it. Yeah. Well, Paul Sisson, thank you so much for telling us all about Halloween and have a great holiday tomorrow. You too. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. San Diego News Fix is a production of the San Diego Union Tribune. Our team includes Daniel Wheaton and myself, Nina Guerin. This podcast's editor is Digital Creative Director Beto Alvarez. If you want to join in on our recordings, like the Union Tribune on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, and you'll see us when we go live in the afternoons. Feel free to ask questions by commenting, and we'll work them into the conversation live. San Diego News Fix is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to sandiegouniontribune.com slash subscribe. Until next time.